This is Monster, artist of the guys and publisher of Triptych Press, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Ah, smartest guy in the fucking room, and he does that. (laughs) Bringing it down to our level. Bring it, bring it down. Hammer time. Oh, that what that was? I think it was. Okay. Not up on the hippity hoppity. Apparently not. <laughs> not if you're talking about hammer time. Ah, I could not wait for this week. Jason, don't be getting all quiet. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm really not. I'm ready to do this. I'm actually beside myself with excitement because by the time our listeners are hearing this, we will all, we will be one week away from the start of New York Comic Con. And as we're recording this, one week from now, the three of us, along with a abnormally large man from across the world, will be hanging out at my crib, pre-gaming, face-to-face, Making sweet, sweet, verbal, and maybe physical love with each other. Maybe. Whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm just a, hey, Biff. No, 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 no. That's what we got the upstairs, downstairs for. It's like Downton Abbey. You, you be downstairs, you be downstairs, This is what you're going to be hearing in the middle. Wednesday night, this is what you're going to hear. That's the pitter pad of her little tiny feet coming down and seeing me. Dude, you make it seem like she's a geisha with like, with like bound feet. <laughs> She fits in my pocket. She's like the little skeleton that you used to be able to get in the, in the comics with the two arms hanging out of your pocket. Hey, look at Beth in my pocket. This is awesome. Hey, everybody. I'm winging it. I have no notes tonight. It's 11 o'clock comics. I don't. Episode 388. Wow. And I am Vince B. Wow. You are a winging it, Vince B. I am David A. Price. You are David A. Cri- David A. Price. <laughs> Obviously, there is one of us that he knows. <laughs> I messed my own dumb self up. Oh, goodness. Oh. David A. Christ. Uh, 11 o'clock's the hour, and you can feel the power, because I am Biggie Langston. No. <laughs> You're not Biggie Langston. Do Jason Woo. I guess I should be Xavier Woods. Well, I got the trombone. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rusty one. Daphne <laughs> Kofi, because your stepson looks just like him. <laughs> and, and, Vin, perfect. And Vince would be Big E because of the boobies. Got the build. Bang, the boobies. <laughs> the boobs. Wait a minute. I have no boobies. <laughs> You're all about I resent, I resent that. Uh, because he's black though. and you're Sicilian, so. It's true. It's the yeah. closest. We well, okay. No, you're not, Biggie Langstrom. You're Jason Wood. <laughs> Langstrom. And here, or Kirk Langstrom. You're not man, Matt. And here we are once again. We're giddy. We are giddy, and there's a reason for this. Uh, you may or may not have picked up on it in the intro because of the music, but we are one week away from the New York Comic Con. Oh yeah. It. I don't anticipate much in life. You know, I'm old. So every new day is a, is a, is a bonus, but I look forward to New York Comic Con every year. 
closer we get to it, the, 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 the fervor builds. And when we actually get there, it seems to stream by in like maybe two and a half hours. And then I'm driving home. On a, on a Sunday, well, and I hate it. And seeing as how it's the only time that David and I get to see you, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like the only—it's ridiculous that you know it's the only time I get to see my brothers because, well, for some reason, you're afraid to come out during the other months. <laughs> I'm not afraid to do nothing. Take what you can get, my friends. But I'm saying um, we will live it up this week and Healthy, next week. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time with with Roland in tow. Well, actually, he'll be probably towing us because he's large, extremely big. Uh, not fat, tall. And, uh, we're just gonna have fun. There's gonna be so many people there we wanna see. Is this the first year Art Adams has been here, or have I not been paying attention? Well, Dap and I are such heroes veterans at this point that seeing Art Adams is kinda like moot for us, but for you it might be special. <laughs> no, but I think he's, I mean, I'm sure he's been there before, but it's been a, at least a bunch of years. I can't wait. Can you imagine what that line's gonna look like? Well, it will be interesting because, um, he had a re- a pretty long line two years ago at Heroes when I actually wanted him to try and, try and get something done from him, so I gave up. And then I feel like last year's line wasn't too bad. So, but it is New York, and you know, it's his own beast. Yeah. By the way, we might have to show a young buck a little bit of a uh, a time uh, on Friday because uh, one of our neighbor's sons, who's our uh, our babysitter, for, actually he uh, he his parents got him tickets for Friday for his birthday. Oh, so that's awesome. Going to, and it's his first one. So his first Comic-Con. Oh, my goodness. And he's cosplaying. How, he's doing it up. How much joy to see a, a comic book convention through a kid's eyes for the first no, time. No, I know. No, really? He's a voracious I, reader, too. He just read uh, – He's he avails himself of the Wood Comic Library. So he, he just read all of Fables, like the entirety. Wow. He just read all of Walking Dead. He read all of um, 100 Sorry. Bullets. So it's uh, – yeah, he's, he's devouring the good stuff. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And you know where you can get the good stuff and not pay a whole oh, lot of money? Look at that. You are on point tonight. I Who am on point. You uh, just shimmy on over to Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. What was that URL? DCBService.com. Where you and everybody you know and even some other planets in the vicinity can get your comics. I think they do Interstellar. Can get your comics cheap. Dirt cheap. Uh, we're in limbo again. Um, the uh, the previews specials have not uh, cycled in, but you know what I'm going to say. The discounts will be deep and plentiful, mm-hmm. Ma- massive discounts mm-hmm. on your favorite stuff. They don't mind late orders. They don't mind order additions. In fact, they don't mind anything. Go to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, and get your books for a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere. I'm thinking they're going to go... Um, Massive discounts on Dark Knight 3 again this month. I'm thinking. if Why not, right? Everybody's ordering it. Absolutely. Double, triple dip in. Even David's going to order it. I have proof that David's going to order it. You do? Mm-hmm. Christina has proof. I, placed, yeah. I, I sent my late order that they don't, uh, that they never shy away from. And, they don't. Uh, and I, and I, man, I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the month, or the, the month after right. an order, when it, I'd be like, I forgot this. Eh, don't worry about it. Put it on my Shout out to the I'm sure we'll see them next week. I hope so. Yes. I, I, during our, um, messages this, most of today, um, I failed to ask her if, uh, if, if they were making an appearance next week. And I would imagine they would. Um, 
they gotta see me. Of course, I we yeah. gotta see you. So the, uh, but no, she was because um, I I screwed up and didn't order something last month, which she has fixed for me. Um, and uh, and yes, and and Dark Knight Three is uh, is also on the order. Here's some rock solid evidence for you. I don't use the pull list feature. Why? I don't know. They have a, an awesome pull list thing where you can put books in this thing that you get on a regular basis. Right. Now and, that, that's and it automatically populates your order with everything that you say, I want this all the time. I don't use that because I'm stupid. And um when Island number one was solicited, I ordered it. Cool, I'm getting this. I forgot to order Island two and three. What? But I uh, messaged Christina, and lo and behold, I am the proud owner of Island 2, and Island 3 is coming to my next box. Because you can add stuff. It, they don't care. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys said it. There you go. Said it, and that's the, they are the best, man. I don't know how I forgot them, but I did. But anyway, let's do some, uh, some drinkage here. It's going to be easy tonight, I think. Uh, why don't we start off with Dap because he always brings us down. Yeah, it's true. It's like an anchor. No, you know what? I I am I am requesting to go last tonight. Wow. His must be a thank. He you. must be drinking seltzer. Um, no, I'm. What are you drinking? The sparkly stuff. Well, um, <laughs> just, just go ahead and say it. I I uh, I'm. He'll be drinking his urine. I'm, so I'm drinking. I'm this. drinking the 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 the, the aged stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Because it was it was in the cellar. Yeah, it's an expired bottle. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's actually a 1793 vintage. Wow, it's <laughs> a, a little bit of room. It's a Schweppes Mandarin Orange Seltzer. Ah, uh, see, oh, I can't do the Mandarin Orange. The Mandarin Orange not too bad. Oh, I uh, love it. It's, it's my second uh, favorite. I uh, I choke on the rings. Huh? Uh, uh, the. Uh, no, that is that that is good. I I prefer the mandarin over the um over the the cranberry pomegranate. Definitely, the pomegranate cherry and the and the cranberry and the raspberry lime can eat a dick up. <laughs> it's I love the black cherry. I like the lemon lime, and I uh I like the mandarin. She brought home vanilla orange. Oh, it's the worst. It is. It's horrible. It's like it's like you took a cream sickle and and mixed a gallon of water with it. <laughs> it tastes like the sh- I know it smells now. better than it tastes. What the goop, the Toxic Avenger fell in. Too. Yep, it's it's what soil and cream probably tastes like if you mix it with water. It's made out of people. I'm drinking diet right. Yeah, you are, you badass. Yep, because I'm going to it up. Wow. Putting that poison in your body. <laughs> There's no aspartame in it. Oh, it so right everything else. That, that's oh, I'm cool. sure it's fine then. All those about, chemicals. Yeah. Coloring, no, that's cool. no big. There's yeah, chemicals in everything. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Not in the seltzer, isn't it? No. You're right. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, well, it was um, it was an anniversary a couple weeks ago, and today it was, it was a um, today marks the twentieth anniversary of uh, of of my boo hooking up with uh, my lady, with his boo, his 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 oh, lady yeah. boo. Uh, so on on y'all's behalf, I am uh, sipping on some besieged. Oh damn, that's nice of you. <laughs> nah, that's sweet. He's a sweetheart. Dap is a sweetheart. He's a sentimental motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Sadly. That's awesome. Alright. Comics. Do we have any? Vince is so not sentimental. <laughs> I know. Dude, 
I am, no, the I best, am sentimental. For all our listeners, like at the end, of this it, Vince like romanticized the, the heartbreak of Sunday. This is what it's like with Sunday. Huge <laughs> bro hugs from Roland, bro hugs from Dap. Vince is like, and his car deuces. I'm out. Peace. Like, it's my boss, away. bitches. I'm out. It's like my it's exhaust. Not, it's not true. It's, it's just, <laughs> totally not true. But uh, yeah, I'm sending a memo out to stuff. Send a memo? Send a No thank yous at all. Um, I do have a thank. Well, no, it's not a thank you. It's uh, it's something I'm going to talk about that, but I realized that I got it through Kickstarter, not as a. I, I, when I first got it, I thought it was a gratis because we know the creator, but then I realized it was because of the Kickstarter. So I'll save that. Damn, I paid for this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> paid for this shit. <laughs> That's funny. Ooh, Lord. So I'm looking at the list. On the uh, New York Comic Con? Yeah. Yes. And I'm thinking, in my head, got to see this person, got to see that. And there is a lot of people we already know. Um, and for, in the, for the sake of logistics, with the intros, there's a lot of people we already have. Look at them already making excuses, Dap. Yep. No. So oh, this was my question. shit, dude. Dude, do I get them again? No, you, or, get, the, or you get the 200 we don't have that are going to be there. What I'm thinking, Yeah. All right. Well, you just. Cha- All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read for you people that I have artwork lined up from. Oh. Boy. And no. And and these are going to be people you can get interest from that we do not have from. Or, or unless I don't think we do. Do we have them from Aaron Lepresti? No. How about Allison Strezlau? No. Annie Wu. No. Ariel Jovellanos. No. Bob McLeod. I think we do have one from him, right? Yes. yes. We have Bob. We have one from Panosian. Yes. Eduardo Risso. Oh, we don't have him. <laughs> Riso. Oh, that's my shit. Um, let's see. Uh, Gerardo Sandoval. No. Layla Del. Maybe. 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 Layla Del Duca. I think we do. From Layla Del Duca? Yes, I think I've never we do. met her, so when did you meet her? Oh, the other time. <laughs> Are you all those cons you go to without me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maria Laura Sinopo. No. Uh, we have those. Uh, Jeff Shaw. Nope. Robson Rocha. Nope. Ross Braun. Yes. We do? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. <laughs> I don't recall that one either, but okay, cool. Um, do we have them from Fowler? <laughs> it was, that's a, an interesting question. We have many from Fowler, but no, I don't think too many that I actually used. Okay. Because, because Tom, he mumbles a little bit. Oh. And he said, often says inappropriate things. And if I edited them, edited it down, it would be like, I'm Tom Fowler. And that's it. You know, I mean, I want to do the guy justice. So the next time we get him, I want to say, Tom, give us something we can use this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people that I hope to have art from, but we don't have anything lined up. But again, we could get intros from Andrew Robinson. Nice. Uh, Amanda Connor. We don't have Amanda Connor. And and if we get Amanda, if we have if we have the balls to get Amanda and your line dies down, we could also get Jimmy. We have Jimmy. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got Jimmy. Geez, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. What about Sinkevich? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think we got I think we got Jimmy at uh, C2E2. Oh, uh, nice. Why are you laughing at Sinkevich? We don't have Sinkevich. <laughs> we have we have Mooneyham or do we have Barbaria? I forget which five goes. We have both. There you both. go. Okay. Uh, do we have, um, well, he won't do it because he doesn't see, right, never mind. I'm not going to name him now because I'm going to put him on blast, but I don't think he would do it because he's not the nice little guy. Um, do we have one from Eddie Barrows? Yes. 
do we have from Frank Cho? No, we don't. How about Yvonne Hayes? Yes. Opeña? Yes. We do? Mm-hmm. Damn, we, two for, we've, we've, two we've done this a lot. Uh, um, let's see, uh, Justin Ponzer. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, alright, maybe you're right. <laughs> Mike Del Mundo. Yes. No, 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 we don't have Mike. And oddly enough, we'll be talking about Del Mundo's work tonight. Mirka Andolfo. No. Uh, Olivia Quapel. Yes. Jesus. Um, well, we just, all right, we have one from him. Uh, Sarah Pacelli. Yes, we do. Damn. Uh, all right, you got me. I, we, there's a lot more than I thought we had. No, we do. I, I have a bank. I have a bank of about, uh, let's say, I'm not going to tell you the exact number, but it's close to about 200 so far. We have one from Walt Simonson. No. Terry Moore. No. Uh, no. Wow, you seemed as unexcited about that as, I, as anyone else. No, I was, I, the, the excitement from the Walt Simonson kind of was still trailing through. Got it, got it. Terry Moore. All right, so we have some we can still track down. Yeah. Cool. Dude, how awesome do so we get Stan the Man? <laughs> I should get that. Yeah, one. we'll let him. We'll make him say something like, "Great Kirby's ghost." You are listening to Eleven O'clock Comics. That's not appropriate. Why not? Because I, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> what? I don't. Okay. What if he's like Excelsior? Yeah, that'll be new. <laughs> Why not recycle material? You did it all the time. Hey man, let me tell you something. If I could recycle as much as he's been to get that kind of paper, I would do it. Oh, he is a crafty businessman. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. All right, your point being, we're going to have to hustle for if we want to get a lot of intros. We are. We are. And there's still about 25, 30 from Heroes that I haven't used yet. Well, that's because Dap and I killed it. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You were very proud of yourself. Well, because you thought we weren't going to do shit. I did. Based on past performances, Mm, I didn't. Yes. Because remember remember the year before? I do. Dude, we were running all around getting (laughs) art. I just didn't have the time, and I said, bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bullshit. David was probably crying because he wanted to do it, and you held him back. I, I, any, any time things don't go right, it's me. It definitely is me holding David back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that David crying. So that's great. Weeping David. Let's see if Roland can buy some art this time, where they actually get his name right when they sign it. I think that would bother me. Oh absolutely. well, I, I, here I, I am. Can you know, I kind of thought it was funny when it yeah. happened to him. <laughs> And then when it happened to me, it wasn't funny at all. So, <laughs> oh shit! But he's uh, Ryan Bodenheim is doing a Beast commission for me for New York Comic Con, so I'm hoping he will white out the Gary on my back oh, okay. and right there. Yeah, hey, the Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the Trevor. Thanks, Claude. Uh, all right, comics. Yeah. What do we got? What do we have? I got something that I think you read at least an issue or two of Vince, and I believe you mentioned it briefly, but we didn't get into it some time ago. And I read the Free Comic Book Day and the first, let me see here, four issues of a series that I was really looking forward to. Bob's Burgers? No. And I am, and I am somewhat torn by it for a All right. So it was a Free Comic Book Day. Yes. Which kind of narrows it down a bit. Mm-hmm. And the first four issues. And I think you've at least read the first issue. Wow. What it is. Fight Club 2. 
Yeah, I read the Free Comic Book Day one. Mm. Okay, so you just read the Free Comic Book Day one. Yeah. Okay. So this is, as as those old enough to remember, or movie buffs, um, it is a, it is the official sequel to the movie in comic book form. It is Chuck uh, Palahniuk is the writer, and uh, and the incomparable Cam Stewart on art. So I didn't think there was much of a way that this wouldn't be an absolute home run for me. Um, I loved Palahniuk's book. The, the, the original book, Fight Club, I, I, I very much enjoyed the movie. I love Poliniac's other writing, both his books, and he's an, he's an essayist. I, I'm, I'm frequently read his stuff when he writes it in other in different magazines and stuff. So I'm general, I'm, I'm a Poliniac fan, um, a huge fan, in fact, of his work. He's, he's a great writer. Yeah. Um, and I love Cam Stewart's cartooning. I think he's a brilliant cartoonist. Um, but I'm not sure what I'm, what to make of this series for, for issues in. I, I, uh, it's, in some ways, it's, how do I explain this? Um, four issues in, if this wasn't written by Chuck Poliniak, I would feel like it's a really poor adaptation of Poliniak. Like, I would feel like it's, it's someone trying to do what they think Poliniak would do, but he would never do. Hmm. But it's actually written by him, so I'm torn because this is in fact what he would do since it's the real guy. Like this is his right. version of what would have happened ten years later, and I'm I'm somewhat perturbed because I actually think it's making me think less of the original, <laughs> if that's at all possible. No, that shouldn't be possible. No, I know. But, I'm not. I'm just saying that's my visceral reaction to it. Yeah, I, I, for that reason, I think I read the the free comic book day one, and I said, "All right, I'm waiting until this thing's collected," because it it felt a little bit off, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to not buy the series, um, based on the free comic book day thing. So I just backed up, wait till I can read it in one shot, and uh, I'll make my assessment there. Because, like yourself. I'm a Planet fan. I, I love his books. Um, I will say that one story, uh, I forget the name of it, the kid swimming in the pool and he gets his, um, his colon or his intestines stuck in the, 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 the drain thing and he keeps swimming and his guts are being pulled out of his ass. You know, I didn't think, see that supposedly people fainted when he read that live and I was like, this is no big deal. This is not that horrible. Well, you're talking about guts, but you're also talking about the fact that like, like, you're 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 exposed to a lot more like right love right no, but I, I but I mean that was a that was a fairly graphic thing and it was in yeah it was in Playboy dude I mean it was like yeah. like that wasn't I could think whatever the case um but I like the way he moves words around I like I like his approach to storytelling I just think he's a very sharp yes um dude and so when the first issue fell a little flat the the freebie. I, I just pulled back. I said, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, doubt based on everything else I've read and experienced of his. It, it has to get – he has to have a plan, and we, especially with an artist of Cal, Cam Stewart's um, caliber. You, you're not going to bring somebody in to do a project that you know he doesn't have confidence in or the publisher doesn't have confidence in it and the artist himself. So, yeah, benefit of the doubt. I'll wait to wait to see when it's finished. Yeah, and and look, I mean, it's um, it's going to be ten issues. So, like you said, there's a whole story here, um, and, and just to set it up, it's it's ten years later. Um, 
it's ten years following the end of the of the, the book of the in the film. Uh and Sebastian is living a very mundane life, um, taking an obscene number of pills in order to sustain his his Sebastian existence. Um he's uh you know he, he's he's got a kid and um he is married to Marla and they live a very boring suburban life uh and Marla is just going out of her mind she misses Tyler she's begging for action excitement the you know she's she's very focused on the fact that she's she misses the mind blowing orgasms that that Tyler used to give her and all these sort of things their kid is totally fucking mental like <laughs> Like he's, he's in his room, he's got a bunch of excrement that he's letting, he's letting the phosphate leach out of so he can make his own gunpowder. And like, you know, he's, 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 he's a very weird kid. And again, kind of an extension of that id that we saw of Tyler when, when they were, when, you know, from 10 years ago. But again, he almost comes off like this crazy caricature of like, you know, the worst. And it's like, why would the kid be like that? Especially if they've lived this, this mundane life for 10 years. Um, but of course this is Sebastian is, is Sebastian. And so you begin to get indications that Maybe he's, his, his endeavors to keep Tyler at bay have not gone according to plan. Um, and so far with that premise, like, I'm totally cool with it, right? Like, that makes all the sense in the world. But where it starts to lose me is that he's back to, like, going to an old house with a bunch of people in the Mayhem Club having to sit on the porch and do their three days and get yelled at and go into a fight club and beat each other up. And it's like, that seems so like treading on such familiar ground again. It's just like a rehash. And, um, the, 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 at the heart of it is essentially it's, um, it, it's a, a quasi mystery because Tyler arranges for their son to be kidnapped. But Sebastian, like, in other words, Sebastian, the son is Sebastian's, the son is not Tyler's, right? And, uh, Marla's having an affair with, with Tyler against Sebastian. So it's like this whole thing, right? Um, and, but the part that really I'm not sure is working for me, and I think is the more controversial part, is that we get, we're getting a lot of flashbacks to Sebastian as a child. And the fact that Sebastian had developed a multiple personality disorder with Tyler then. So like he's had this, this, this side of him his whole life. And I'm not sure I like that. Like, I liked it better under the idea that he had a psychotic break from this very mundane existence of middle America and that created this thing versus like that he just has multiple personality and has always had this guy with him. You know, like I'm not sure I dig that so much. Yeah. Does it feel like a retcon to you? It does. It does. And so, and again, I'm four issues into a 10 issue story and I'm going to read the whole thing because again, I am a Polonic fan and I do think the artwork is phenomenal. I think Cam's having a really good time. You know, he's got that very clean, sharp line to his characters but he's doing a lot graphically to make the book work and feel like the movie. You know, he'll have a bloody tooth that looks photorealistic sitting on top of a, of a panel that's actually obscuring the panel so you can't even read what they're saying. Um, so, so there's a lot of, of visual trickery that he's doing to, to play with the medium and, and, and pull you in and out of the narrative, which I like. So it looks good. Um, he does a nice job with the models because the characters are, it's not, he's, he's not a photorealistic guy. So the characters don't at all look like the actors from the film, 
but they are enough of a physical approximation of them that if you're if you're familiar with the film and a fan of it, that they you know it will seem evocative without without again look like looking like he's trying to draw their faces. Um, right. So, so there's a lot going for it, but but I, I guess maybe this is a case of just having too high of an expectation. Um, I actually saved. I was saving these up, but I got so I, I when I was sorting up, I sorted all my comics after a few months of not of letting them stack up last week, as I mentioned to you guys, and 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 kind of stacked everything. And this was once I saw I had four four issues of this plus the free comic book day. I'm like, oh shit, that's enough. I'm going to jump in. And um, I'm thinking like you might have been the better made the better decision. I think I may have been better off jumping in once it was all collected or or done, and because now I'm kind of left wondering if it's going to leave me hanging completely. But I'm going to keep with it just again because at the worst case I get some art that I like. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this whole idea of looking back into his past and and they're also implying that he sort of has homicidal tendencies and that kind of thing, like even at an early age. And it just I don't know. It, it seems less of a condemnation of the materiality of the of of life. You know, the thing of Poliniac is great about and what that book is about. And really, all of his works is really taking a very hard. Uh, aggressive stance on the absurdity of the mundane and pop culture, you mm-hmm. know, and, and ra- railing against that and, and, and how we're, and listen, we do a comic book podcast, so we're as guilty as anyone of, 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 of lionizing pop culture. But, 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 you know, ultimately I think that, uh, that, uh, we'll see how it goes. I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm nonplussed about it when I thought I would be over the moon about it. So give it time. Uh, the, uh, the tweak, uh, the character tweaks sound a little bit, um, akin to making Anakin a baby killing, uh, pussy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really think there was much need. That's the thing. That's exactly right. Like, I think if they didn't have this, 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 this thing where they keep flashing back and showing us Sebastian as a kid and then little Tyler next to him and all this sort of thing, I think, if if it was just more about what's happening ten years later, I'd I'd be more into it. I think. Yeah. So. Some things you just leave alone, but he he may have a master plan. Well, I, I'm I'm hoping so, right? Yeah. He could stick the landing. He's done it many times. Check, before. check back with me in in five months, and I'll let you know. <laughs> Fight Club Two update. Exactly. Coming in. April 2006. But I will say this. I think Cam Stewart has never looked better. Yeah, he's great. He does continue to get better and better. He likes to switch it up, it's too. I mean, too. It's, it's, it's weird. You know, it, this, it almost looks like Batgirl to me. Which didn't look like the uh, the Morrison stuff that he did. Uh, no. He, he, yeah, he switches it up all the time because he can this, because he's like, that good. Like, Sea Guy was much, much looser than this. Right. Um, in fact, I remember Sea Guy looked almost like a mix of this Cam Stewart and Russ Braun. Right. This looks more like um, the Seven Soldiers stuff he did. Yeah, me. that's exactly right. I forgot he did yeah. that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's great. So there you go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, not not a glowing review, but a somewhat hopeful one. Well, yeah, and also shout out to Dave Stewart on colors, and of course, it's a it's a dark horse book, so I think. He's contractually obligated to color every Dark Horse book. <laughs> and David Mack on, on covers. And I'm not a huge David Mack nah. fan in terms of his interiors. But I think he's he's pretty good as a, as a cover artist. I think that, that Agreed. works for So Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's do a book we can gush over. Okay. Did you read Weird World uh, 3 and 4? I did. Oh. 
Did, did you hear me squeak yeah, all the way? In the- <laughs> Remember when we were doing the first issue and we're like, an army of swamp things? Could it be? I know. Could- oh, swamp things. I'm such a jerk. Man yeah, things. Um, and to tie it to that character too, Jennifer Kale mm-hmm. was brilliant. Yes. And because by the way, now to be an ongoing series, Vince. Where did you hear this? Oh, it was announced like a month ago. Part of the all new. What is drugs? Huh? <laughs> no, you, you know, I've been pulling away from the, uh, the comic sites too, because, uh-huh. um, it, in, it, no, inevitably I will scroll past the news stories and venture into the comment section. It's like picking a scab. I know I shouldn't be doing it, but I do it all the time. Wow. And I, is... I'm just like, I, I really don't, don't need to read this anymore. He's all grown up. I am. But who, the writing was on the wall with this series. You can't have something this good and people not just, just pick up on it. Yes, I think it's speaking to a very specific Marvel fan. Um, and by specific, I mean older than 30. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's called the Slayer, yep. uh, Chris, Chris Star, Man Thing, yep. Jennifer Kale, yep. a lot of people, uh, a lot of current readers, and by current, I mean within the last 10 years, they're not going to know who any of these people are. Mm-hmm. So, but Mike Del Mundo, superstar. Sick. In the making. That's amazing. And, Sick Mofug. And, um, th- there are, um, the earmarks of, of digital all over these pages, and I don't even care. Because he makes it look natural. And that's the thing. If you could take um, a tool and um, mask the the traces of its use, especially digital, you got it going on. And these pages are phenomenal in terms of design, in terms of color. The sequentials are amazing. Just the way he his gestural marks, like he doesn't go in there and labor over stuff. Um, like when, when Skull, uh, the Slayer, and uh Archon are fighting. The hair, it's just thrown in. And it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And there, there seems to not be a whole lot of concern over, is this stroke, you know, the perfect stroke? It doesn't have to be the perfect stroke. When you're as good as Del Mundo, it becomes the perfect stroke. And it's amazing. And I got a little bit of Batman vibe from Skull with um, the, uh, <laughs> the, t- the tick marks. On, on his on his flesh for every person he's eliminated he reminded me uh, of Mr. Um, Zaz? W- yeah Mr Zaz a little bit mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say Batman because of the uh, the skull cap the helmet has the um the 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 fangs the tusk sticking out of it and there's one panel at the top of the page where it, in a silhouette it would look very Batmany it's it's very true but uh, in a nutshell after we left uh, skull. Not Skull, um, Archon with Warbo. The whole Prince Kristar thing didn't end very well. It was kind of pointless. At least, at least for Archon, it was pointless because he's no closer to finding his way home. He got a map. But it set it up because they were able to say for, for the joke, well, we know who they are because the fools screamed their names as they were leaving. Right. <laughs> this is right. It just, it, you know, the whole thing with Morgan Le Fay, I mean, that needs to be tied up, but it would be so, Gut wrenching. It would be it, for for it to end if this end because I Secret Wars tie-ins, Battle World tie-ins, they're all over the map. You've you've had two issue miniseries, you've had five, you've had three. I thought this was four, and the last page, the the last page that could have 
been where it ended. And mm-hmm. it just, it would have been such a gut punch because you don't know, is he going to do it? Maybe he doesn't do it, but if he just peeks under and it's just, it, it, it would be a fitting end for a story like this. It, it, it can end like this. Obviously we got one more issue to go. So hopefully, uh, things work out for some of them, but it, I got to the last page and it, it almost ruined it for me to see to be concluded at the, at, at the bottom there. Yeah. But to to get back to a little bit of the recap, um, Skull. Uh, why am I fixating on Skull? Archon and Warbo's ec- uh, escapades within the treasure room didn't sit very well with uh, Morgan Le Fay. No. So she's pissed and she wants she wants Skull. Uh, God damn it, she wants Archon <laughs> eliminated. Uh, meanwhile, Warbo's map leads Archon to. The man things and and Jennifer Kale and you guys don't know what I'm talking about, but Mike Del Mundo's man thing looks a lot like the Final Wars version of Hedora, the smog monster. I get that vibe from mm-hmm. it, and that's a ve- that's a very good thing. Design wise, it's close, but it's not a it's not a pastiche. It's not a he didn't lift it from that. Just physically, they resemble each other, and that's the vibe I got from it. So it was like win win for me. My favorite Marvel character also looks like my favorite kaiju a little bit. Oh, so it works. But um, I I almost want to uh, reach out to Del Mundo and on the on the very 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 slim chance that there are some of these things that aren't digital because you know the digital guys work not exclusively digital for the very reason maybe they'll sell the pieces they don't do digitally um I'm hoping the splash page is not digital but I'm guessing that it is I got bad news for you I know I know because I mentioned Del Mundo a few weeks ago on the show in, in similar fashion, and uh, a certain industry insider friend of ours DM'd me that Del Mundo is digital. Yeah, well, you could. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the 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 fingerprints are there, yeah. but it would be nice to own um, that that double page spread. Make some prints, Mike. Sign them, number them. Prints are. Uh, just as good in some cases. I mean, if the original's not available, your prints are your next best thing to to actually owning it. So. Go to Dragata Wrap. Just listen, I'll recreate any page, and it's that one time, one page, and I mean, dude could charge it on a leg for it. It's true, that would be hot. It would be hot. Especially if it's double page spread with all the man things. I mean, his, his, his double page spreads are just uh, amazing. Yeah. When when homeboy's hanging upside, he's like, "Why is it upside down? Why is I don't understand why my why, why my world is?" And it's just it it is, and it doesn't it does not. Feel, I mean, we we just say I'm just saying, Del Mundo. It's 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 visually, it's stunning. It's it's a damn masterpiece. This book, and we we Seriously. we keep neglecting to mention Jason Aaron, but it does not feel like a Jason Aaron book to me. No, and. I'm not going to slight the story because it's it's a Bronze Age mm-hmm, fan's mm-hmm, dream, right. but it to to be fair, it didn't take a whole lot of brain power to pick the the um, most compelling characters from this period and throw them all together. I mean, it's I I think Aaron did a great job with the story. It's exciting, but if you're going to do an homage to the Bronze Age, 
okay, we got the man thing, we got Archon, we got, you know, it, it's it, the Chris Tar. It, it, yeah, some of them are out of left field, but it's just a bunch of coolness. And that, to me, I mean, the, the, there's work there, but it's not really a stretch when you're as good as Jason Aaron. Right, right. He has an instinct mm-hmm. for these things. But um, yeah, I, I, the more I, I, I stare at this art, um, I see a lot of Sienkiewicz sure. in Del Mundo, but it's it's the Sienkiewicz knack for visual shorthand, but in Del Mundo's hands, mm-hmm. it's decipherable. You could tell what's going on. Whereas Sienkiewicz just likes to make a lot of lines and sometimes obfuscate, you know, clarity. There's there's some panels in recent Sienkiewicz work, you can't really tell what the hell's going on. Right. Yeah, you're right. Whereas, That's a good point. It's like um, it's like Domundo is Sienkiewicz with a narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and less of an ego. Mm-hmm. I adore this book, and I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> Because the solicitation for the collected edition came out, and it's not a hardcover. It's a floppy ass. Yeah, they're not. It doesn't look like they're doing many of these in any kind of hardcover treatment. Well, maybe we'll see a, a switch up on that. Because if it's going to become an ongoing, maybe they'll take the first eight issues as opposed to uh, whatever the next arc is, four, five issues, whatever. Mm-hmm. Scoop the first two arcs, put them in hardcover. Then there's a reason to buy it, even for those who bought the first one. Right. So it's brilliant and I, and, and I just can't get enough of it. So you guys made my night telling me that this is going to be an ongoing. That's all. Same creative team as well. Why would you change it if it ain't broke? That's right. Don't try to fix it. And how about the cover for issue five? My goodness. Using all those colors and making it work. Yeah. Homie does play that. That is, that is a feat. Because it would look like, you know, Rainbow Bright just vomited if uh, at the hands of a lesser talent. But he can use a bunch of different colors and make them all sing. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, what else do he we the man. have here? Me? No, I said he the man. He is the man. So is that. I'm going to I'm gonna go. <laughs> you just went. Who did? Who did? You did. Yeah, that was me and Dap. And, and you. So much, really. It was really you talking, mostly. <laughs> I mean, well, F y'all, I'm going again. Hilarious. Uh, All right. We have been grooving on uh, recent books from Archie. Most notably, Afterlife. Most notably, Archie. Sabrina. But no, see, that's where I'm going. Uh, I, I want to talk about Sabrina 3 and 4. Did you read them? No, no not yet. Okay. Well, uh, not to get into too much detail, but I'll give you a little preview. Mm-hmm. Afterlife feels like a pastiche to me compared to Sabrina. Okay. It's it's all these characters we've we've basically grown up with, the Riverdale gang, right. and to insert them into a zombie apocalypse tale, that's fun. And it's, it's, it's exciting and it's intriguing. It's neat to see, especially when you have, um, an artist like Francesco Francavilla mm-hmm. at the helm. It looks really, I don't want to say beautiful, but he's in the zone, uh, for producing a work of lasting value. Like I think Afterlife with Archie will be remembered very fondly a bunch of decades from now as 
a really great takeoff on a concept that uh, it's like peanuts. You know, we, we've all lived Archie at one time in our lives, and to put them in this scenario is 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 fun. But I think Sabrina, to me, feels it feels more like a new piece of work. Mm-hmm. It feels um, like there's I'm getting more value out of the Sabrina book because I think she's been severely underutilized in the Archie universe. Yes, she had her own book. Uh, but Sabrina has always been, you know, like Melody and, and, and those other characters. They, they've been used sparingly. Sabrina had her own TV show and, and some of that filters into this, but this feels like not Aguirre Sacasa playing around with old mythology. It seems like he's making new mythology with Sabrina. It has more value to me. As as a result, mm-hmm. and and the artist on here is um, Robert Hack. And he's anything but. Um, he he's not as as stylized and slick. Uh, you can't really say Frank V is slick, but he's he's not as um, genre ready as Frank V. Like Frank V is perfect for horror. Right, right. This this Hack dude. If it wasn't a horror book, like I think this guy could basically draw anything but superheroes. I, I don't know if, if uh, based on what I'm seeing here, if, if he could successfully maybe an Astro City, like a more a more realistic take on superheroes. I think he would be fine. But the artwork in this, it, it seems it seems like an indie book to me. Like a fringe indie book, but a really, really well done one uh-huh. from someone, someone who's eventually going to, um, get noticed by the majors. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want that to sound like a, uh, like I'm, I'm knocking the guy because I think he's great, but this doesn't feel like the Archie universe. It doesn't feel like, um, even the mature Archie universe they're making with Afterlife with Archie. This feels like its own thing. It's, it's not building upon anything that came before. Mm-hmm. It just seems it seems like this is all new mythology coming out of out of out of Archie on a character that while we know her from the TV show and the Archie comics, this is not that Sabrina. Um, she's not squeaky clean. Uh, the she she goes to the school and um, she she notices Harvey, but Harvey doesn't really notice her, and she just makes this little spell. Mm-hmm. So Harvey falls in love with her. It's like that's. That's a little creepy for for the Sabrina that we're accustomed to. That seems a little a little uh, opportunistic. Like she's using the advantage she has to get what she wants. Right. And and there there's some of that in the old Sabrina, but um, and the ants the ants are witches, right? Uh, Sabrina's father was a warlock, and her mother was a mortal woman, so she's a half breed. Um, the ants are witches, but not the witches that we've we've seen in on the tv show and the comic like these playful little witches that help people they're cannibals they're they're black magic witches um they will kill you they they will do nasty stuff to you they humans to them even though sabrina is a half-breed humans to them are like cattle it's it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet um and they worship the devil satan they this is not you know 
this is not Wicca or, you know, the earth-based magic. Right, this right. is bl- black freaking magic. And, um, Sabrina is getting hot and heavy with, with, uh, Harvey. And he's always, you know, he's a guy in, in high school. So he wants a little bit of the, the sweet stuff. And she, she wants to, but she can't because her, um, I guess the witch's equivalent of the quinceanera is coming up. And one of the stipulations is you have to, pledge allegiance to satan but you have to be a virgin right you have to be you have to be pure and for her to engage with harvey she would be anything but um and um harvey let's just say is put in a very bad place at the end of issue four and i won't spoil any of it but there's another antagonist in here who also um we have seen in the past but if you haven't read it i won't say because it's very cool very creepy the the visuals are pretty astounding. They're, they're very disturbing. There there's anatomy horror in here and just body manipulation and just old fashioned scares too, like giant spiders. And it's done really well. Robert Hack, he's got a handle on it. I'm stunned that let's be honest. If Afterlife with Archie wasn't a success, we would have would have never seen this Sabrina. So in some ways, it is. It is a direct result of the success of that book, but I think this is much better. And, and in, in many cases, it's, it's, it's much more successful artistically uh, in terms of story and writing than, than that. I, I, I can't wait till you guys read it. It's a shocker. I, I think you're right in the sense that in the first two issues, I think it's better than Afterlife with Archie, which I think is quite good. Yeah, well, I mean, how cool is it to see Jughead eating brains, right? Mm-hmm. That's fun, mm-hmm. but but there's a limit to that. It it it, right. it you know it's 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 um when you do a, a parody or a pastiche on something, you're only only suc- as successful as the best works of the thing you are playing upon. Where this, mm-hmm. it's not beholden to anything so far. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's its own animal and it's a nasty, you know, bloodthirsty, meat eating, creepy ass animal. So, and, and Lovecraft is her, her uncle. How bad can it be? You <laughs> know, <laughs> your uncle's Lovecraft. Shit. Shit. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I have, um, I, they're doing variant covers for this thing too. And, uh, I got to the shop a little late and the only, uh, edition of number four I could buy was the variant and I'm glad because the variant's awesome. It's carry. It's, it's, it's a takeoff on the, the, uh, um, famous scene in carry where they dumped the pig blood on her at, at the prom. It's Sabrina with roses or flowers on the ones, uh, on the left side and on the right side, it's Sabrina drenched in blood mm-hmm. and her eyes are all, all fucked up. And it's a, it's a great cover. So I'm glad I was a little late. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's it's just uh, blew me away how good it is. Love it. And didn't Aguirre Sacasa get promoted to something at Archie? Like he's more than just a writer, dude. He's, he's a, a creative director or something. Yeah, he is something like that. Isn't, he he kind of took over the job that Wade had, right? Oh, really? I think cool. so. No, wait, no, no, oh, wait, no, Wade was at Boom. No, so yeah, he does have some kind of job though, like that. Yeah. Nice. Well. Rightly, rightly so, because he's he's got a a handle on storytelling. Mm-hmm. He knows how to weave weave a good yarn. Mm-hmm. So, 
for sure. Nice. Yeah. And Sabrina's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping she would get jiggy with, with, uh, Harvey, just so we could see some of that. You know her skin's pale white. But I'm going into that realm where we get bad reviews. So I won't say anything. I won't say anything else. She's got to be pale white. Clean. So fresh and so clean. I got a a message from Will Piper saying our uh, discussion of the the nether regions was one of the funniest things he's he's heard. (laughs) I was like, I'm glad you think (laughs) so, brother. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what are you reading, Dap? Uh, the, um, one thing I had to read, um, was, uh, The Beauty Number Two. Picking up pretty much where the first issue by, um, Jeremy and Jason left off. Um, and there seems to be some more politics involved in this issue the uh first issue was a great setup as far as establishing the world um but now there seems to be some uh some cover-up and who can you trust and ulterior motives and it looks like this is more than just a um i never thought it was a gimmick or anything but there's there's legs. There's the, they're going somewhere with it. It wasn't just, Hey, what would happen if we all had sex and we're pretty? You know, it was <laughs> not that there's something serious. Uh, so, and, and maybe not just so, um, uh, short lived as far as some characters go, because in the first issue, uh, somebody who was infected, um, combusts and, uh, you find out that, uh, maybe, this 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 good disease uh may not be so good after all and uh we're getting some more as far as that goes the the detective uh apparently did not know uh his wife had the beauty until he looked in the mirror and and hmm. yeah so when uh, when he shows up to work she was a dime piece before yeah, he, he, well, he, he explains to his partner that, you know, he's always, she's always been beautiful to him. So even uh, if, even if there were changes, he either just chose to ignore them or just didn't see them. Um, but, uh, which of course now also makes him wonder if, if other people noticed and, and maybe thought he was a fool. But, uh, he, he comes into the office with, with bandage, with his hands all wrapped up in bandages and, uh, no, he, he did not beat on her but he basically tore the house apart and uh because everything that he saw reminded him of her and uh it's um we don't know where the wife is she she was packing a bag when uh, when he was leaving for work uh so we don't know where she is uh i guess there wasn't a lot of talking going on when uh when he found out but it's a uh it it still looks Amazing. Han is doing, and I, I was telling Jeremy that, uh, you know, I don't, he, he's never really been a slouch. I mean, going back to battle him and, and, uh, the various Batman books he's worked on over the years, he, he's, he's got a, a good handle on, on his line, but this is just, this is popping. I, I have not 
seen him look this good. And I don't know if it's because it's creator owned. It's a story he wants to tell. If he's just, you know, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. he's having fun with it because he's not, uh, restricted by you know, editorial concerns with how certain characters have to look. It's just, it's amazing. And, uh, the story is definitely something I am, uh, I'm, I'm really itching to see, to see where it's going from here. Uh, there are, there are people who, you know, you're kind of just not supposed to trust and, and you get just enough, uh, you just enough of a feel about them to know that they're someone who just don't sit right with you. And, and, uh, I am really, really happy with this book and, and I, I definitely recommend it. And I, I'll tell them, uh, I'll, I'll tell them next weekend. It's, uh, it's just, it looks fantastic and it, I was, I was a little surprised with the, with the last page because I didn't know it was, la- I knew it was the last page once I turned the page and it was the letters, but it's, um, it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger and I, uh, I'm definitely along for the ride. I, I said it before, but definitely check out the beauty. Nice. First issue was great. Was, Gotta get yeah. on that. Yeah. I think the condoms are a brilliant idea. Yeah, he had the condoms at uh at Heroes and uh Jason didn't want to go home with them. See that's what's <laughs> cool about the It's true. About you know you got a winning concept when it translates into other things seamlessly. Like there there are so many things he could do to promote this book. Yeah. yeah. A, a beauty condom. I mean it's 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 almost effortless because of the shiny you know, the chrome nature of the concept. I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, I want to, so the thing I was joking about earlier about uh, it not being a thank you because I did in fact pay for it um, is uh, a book that we mentioned when it was being solicited. And as you can hear, I'm pulling it out of its nice, nice, shiny, wonderful package. Uh, And this is by Crown Taker Studios. It's the Kickstarter exclusive variant cover, and it is a book that I was looking forward to for lots of reasons. Uh, it is Cash and Carry. Oh, nice! By uh, Written by Julie Speziani, uh, illustrated and lettered by Penny Candy Studios, and most importantly, at least from my purview, created by... Well, co-created by those other two, as well as our buddy, Mr. Sean Pryor. Yes. This, this is the first issue of their new series that they did a successful Kickstarter for. And, uh, it is, uh, a, a teen, um, uh, detective story, much in the same vein of the, uh, Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys. Um, and it, uh, the, 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 the detectives in question are the namesakes, Cash and Carrie. Um, you've got Dallas Cash, who is a, um, a, high, a young black, uh, kid from, a young black boy from high school. Uh, young, uh, is, and he's, he's described as a, uh, investigator and tenacious techie. And then you've got his, uh, good friend and co-investigator, Inez Carrie, who is, uh, She's known as the investigator and she's also captain of the wrestling team. And, um, they are, um, I guess they're middle school because they're in seventh grade, I think. So not high school, but 
But uh, the mac their school mascot, a goat, is kidnapped mysteriously. Um, it's the mascot for the Danville Saints, and uh, it gets uh, we see the we see the kidnapping happening, and it's a puzzling one because there's 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 no signs of forced entry. Uh, it's not clear how they got the goat out, and so their first mystery is trying to figure out the who and why of uh, of of the of the deed. And, uh, you know, there's, it, they, they, they go through the process. At first, they, somebody thinks maybe it's a, a rival school stealing the mascot, but then they realize that, that their, their school's football team is winless on the year and is pretty much the, the pushover of the league. So why would anybody steal their mascot and that sort of thing? And so they're, they're trying almost by process of elimination to figure out who stole the goat. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of things that I like about this book. Number one, uh, all too often, and you know, less so, it's nice to say less so than it was maybe when we started the show years ago, but I still think there's a perception that there aren't a tremendous amount of books for all ages out there. Um, and this is certainly that it's, it's written for anyone to read, including kids up to adults, because it, it doesn't, it's not, um, it's written in such a way that it's by no means, um, insulting or, um, are off-putting to an adult, but it's, it's, but it's, again, it's, 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 you know, G-rated stuff. It's stuff that's, that's perfectly accessible uh, for what it is without any issues in terms of, of whether your kid's old enough to handle it. Um, another great thing, and I think this is one of the main reasons that, that, that Sean and, and his partners got together in this, in this new imprint, um, is it's, uh, it's, it's a minority book. You know, it's, it's, you've got a Latina, uh, girl and, and, and a, and a, and a, and a, a young black male who are the, the lead protagonists, right? And and the cool thing about the book is that they are in fact people of color, but the book doesn't dwell on that. Like it, it doesn't like other than the fact that they are that like other than that, it's irrelevant, right? Like they're just they're two young detectives and buddies. Like it doesn't the fact that they're black and and and, and Latina have nothing to do with it outside of the fact that they just are that. And I, I love that. Like I, so, it, it's just. It's just in recognition of again the 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 fact that the world is 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 full of diverse you know people and 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 that's that's just a fact it's not something that you need to make the center of a story for the sake of it right so um it's a great first issue you know i mean again it's 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 the perfect start to what I hope to be a successful uh venture um not just for this particular series but for that Penny Candy Studios is able to, and Crown Taker Studios are able to, 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 you know, branch out and, and have success beyond this first book. So big thumbs up to them. Um, Sean will be at New York Comic Con with copies of this for sale. And, um, I didn't have a chance to touch base with them today to find out where else you can find this book because again, I did get the, the, the Kickstarter. I'm pretty sure it was available, um, uh, through DCBS. I'm pretty sure it was. And I'm, I'm sure that if you go to their website, crowntakerstudios.com or cash and carry, you can also find out how to order the book. And so, uh, two thumbs up and, um, I'm looking forward to issue number two and subsequent, uh, stories of this, this dynamic duo of detectives. That's awesome. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. And I didn't talk about that. I mean, the art is very, um, it's, it, it it looks a lot like um uh like in some ways like fa- like family circle but as if if the characters weren't as like family circle the characters are very roly poly you know what i mean but like the face but so so like that if they were drawn a little bit more 
to model to like a normal human model. Um, uh, not too, kind of in a little bit like a Brian Lee O'Malley vibe. These, these characters are drawn. Right, right, right. Um, you know, like, like the, like the small cartoony dotted, like, uh, like, like, you know, you know, eyes, um, relatively big, like big, almost manga-esque, like facial expressions. Um, you know, a fairly simple, clean line for the bodies and that sort of thing. You know, a tremendous, you know, this is book isn't, isn't bereft with crosshatching or, a ton of backgrounds, you know, it's, 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 it's just simple and to the point. And, uh, but, but again, it serves the story well. So, so yeah, good time. And there's a ton of, ton of pinups in the back too. So, um, you get some decent bang for your buck from a bunch of different, uh, contributing artists. So it's a, it's a great total package and no surprise. Cause look, I mean, Sean is a, is a, at this point, he's a cagey veteran of the indie comic scene. He's put, he's, he's produced or helps produce a ton of indie books from all types of genres. So he, he, he gets it. He understands what the, what the audience needs and they need, they need value for their buck when you're buying a, a book that isn't something that's, you know, from one of the major publishers and, and they gave us just that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Keep the train rolling, it. baby. I'm on it. I, uh, well, I did some homework. Wow. I, I read the, uh, the four issues of Starfire. Okay. You did. I thought you were going to say that you read Providence. No, I, I am, I am behind on that. That's okay because I mean, I would like to do that Halloween week. Well, that's okay. good because I didn't have a chance to read Providence either. <laughs> so yeah, because because that I think that that's prime time. It's, for it's, and it's meaty. Good. It's meaty, so I didn't have the time. Right. Well, what did you boo? What did you think of Starfire? I'm dying here. I uh, I liked it a lot. It's um, it's not the character that uh, we were introduced to during the New Fifty Two with no, um, that's true. That's true. Red Hood and the Funky Bunch and the. Uh, um, the art is, is fantastic. It's, um, the Mr. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's Emanuela, uh, Lupacino. Lupacino. Yeah. It's, it, and, and the, uh, hi-fi on color, Ray McCarthy on inks and, and hi-fi on colors. It, it looks fantastic. The, uh, the sheriff, um, Stella is a great character. Corey is, you know, she's, she's, very much just trying to fit in. I, I mm-hmm. love the, fit in where uh, she fits in. the, 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 anytime someone says something like, you know, uh, barking up the wrong tree or, you know, it's a shower head, there's a little, um, old school like, uh, the thought balloon she has where, um, you know, they'll, she'll show a dog just barking up a tree or, uh, or, or someone ahead with, you know, Water coming out of it as if it was a shower head. So she, she's not, she's not quite sure of, of all the lingo just yet. And she'll ask questions, but she, um, she loves Florida. It's hot. Uh, it, it's beautiful. There are a lot of pretty people. Um, but the, uh, just seeing what she gets into and, and it's not like, you know, she's looking for trouble or, or she's, um, accidentally solving uh the mysteries but it's a uh the people she's meeting and and the the way you're being introduced to the supporting cast is is very organic you're not you're not hit over the head there's no um there's no credits or, or roll call where you know here's everybody who, who's in this book as uh they very just nonchalantly are introduced so you'll find out that 
the sheriff Stella has a boy has a boyfriend has a brother um and and they uh that's where Corey is going to stay with the uh in in the um in the guest house and the the brother has somebody who looks like there was a the girlfriend there was a significant other uh who was taken from him and and he's getting over that there's another um uh super powered being that shows up um in the uh third and fourth issues and who is almost very much um terra like but apparently uh this character has popped up before in the um uh She's friends with Power Girl. And I'm not sure where, um, where their story was told, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I know it's only six issues, but it's, it's not a, uh, I'm not, nothing about it has me rolling my eyes or, 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 or like the things that I would expect in, in another book. If, if they if they approach Superman like this, that might be a little tough for me to take. But but Starfire, because they're, they're both aliens, they're both you know, stranded on this planet, um, nowhere near where they came from. They're they're uh, they're trying to to fit in, and it, they are very similar. But the way this story is being told, this approach, uh, I'd have a problem with just about any other character. But what um, what, what Jimmy and Amanda are doing with this and, and the way it looks, it's, it really is fitting. It, it's not the, um, it, she kind of reminds me more of the Teen Titans Go character than, than any of the new Teen Titans books that I've read back in the eighties, but it's, um, it's still a really solid story with, with with this character i think i i have i have no problems with it i'm i'm a fan of the character i'm, I'm probably more of a fan of, of the character from back in the day but i'm not uh i have no problems with what they're doing with this and and it's i'm not sure where it fits in with with the whole uh, yeah i know it's dcu but i don't know where it's uh if i need to know anything about the character from the new 52 on but it's it's uh I, I would definitely recommend this. I think I, I I like it a lot. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. I, I love Lou Pacino's art. Um, and the Terra character is Terra. It's the New Fifty Two Terra. Remember they they uh, she appeared in uh, in in that Palmiotti, is okay, right? Palmiotti and Gray and Connor's Power Girl, and then they gave her a miniseries, which actually I think I talked about way back in the day on one of our episodes. But and and I have that, but I thought I'm guessing that was. Um, then that wasn't her code name. That that that's her actual um, real name. Uh, when what what the hell did she say? Uh, Atley or or Atley, right? With two yeah. T's, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's all right. So I thought that was that was her, her superhero code name and not her actual uh, name from where she is from. But yeah, okay. So then she is, which is why she kind of looks like that for me. When when she picked up the. Uh, the cheetah monster and, and mm-hmm. flung him. I'm like, yeah, it's a very Terra esque move. So yeah, yeah. that all, that all makes sense. So that, that, that's neat that, uh, that they were able to use the character 
that that they created and threw her in here. I it's fitting. I, I dig it. Yeah, I'm glad. I I I, do, I I just think, as I said last week, I think they they're in their sweet spot right now. And and in this month's previews, interestingly enough, um, there's another because there's another uh, Harley Quinn book coming out by these guys. Uh, Harley Quinn's Black Book, which is going to be a Harley Quinn team up book. So this is running very similar to the way that that Deadpool Renaissance happened. Remember yeah. a few years ago when there were like six Deadpool books at one point. Which is not ironic. <laughs> not at all. Well, I think that's kind of the point, I'm sure, the part of it right. is all that. But the thing, the, the thing that I like about this that's different than the Ted Deadpool stuff is that all of these books are being written by, by Palmiati, Gray, and Connor. So there's a commonality to the, to the humor. And again, if you're not a fan of, of them as creators, well, then none of this is for you. But, but if you are a fan of their work, and I am wholeheartedly, then it's a lot, more likely I'm going to enjoy all of these books than it would be when the Deadpool had six different creators doing six creative teams doing six different books. And it just was, you know, very haphazard. That's probably the key right there. Yeah. To keep the same creative team. And, or, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think that the black, the Harley Quinn's black book is going to be bi-monthly, I think. So it's going to be like a six, six times a year team up book. Cool. Mm hmm. Hmm, I, I know you're not something. done, Vince. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you're not. No, I have a lot of something, but this, this is not horror per se, but. Breaking your own rules? No, there is, there is a, an element <laughs> of horror to it, but it, it's something that I think, um, it's real world horror. Something that hangs over anybody's head that, uh, shares their life with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, could be your kids, could be your, your, your your spouse or um, basically anything. Um, this is from Birdcage Bottom Books, and if you want to check it out, it's that's the URL BirdcageBottomBooks.com. It was written by Alan King, illustrated by Jay Veda. It's called Left Empty, Book One, and um, it's a slice of life story. It's 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 real world uh, happenings. The author is the main character in this book. And um, when we first meet him, he's a mess. Uh, drinks himself into a stupor. Uh, is in massive debt mm-hmm. uh, because because of something uh, you will soon learn. Uh, basically, spends all his time either sleeping. Uh, rec- you know, he's got a lot of recriminations over. Uh, something that happened and he's just, he is, he's lost. Uh, and it turns out that his wife one day was just complaining of, um, you know, minor stomach things. You know, my stomach's bothering me. Well, we'll go to the doctor and we'll get it checked out. And within the space of a couple days, she was dead. Her, her kidneys mm-hmm. gave out and, um, uh, it was, it was, uh, Doctor after doctor, from from a simple stomach ailment to you know your wife's kidneys are are given out. And we don't know why. Uh, what do you do? And then she she just dies, and he uh, he's lost. Um, he he imagines her uh, riding in Sharon's boat across the river Styx, and he sees uh, the Grim Reaper, and it, she comes to him in in his dreams, and he. He tries to catch her and reach out to her and, and touch her, but she's always out of reach. She's gone. Uh, 
And I think this is one of those things where, um, to certain degrees, like everybody goes through this stuff, right? He's got massive bills from all of her medical procedures and he, he just, he's just throwing them in the cabinet. You know, who cares? Um, he's, he notices his, uh, neighbors and they're elderly and you know, it's a husband and wife type thing. And he's just like, you can tell there's no dialogue, no caption to, to, like the first half of the book, but you can tell that him looking at his neighbors, he's like, well, why do they get to stay together? And they're old. And my wife was young and we we were separated. And I think it's, it also has a lot to do with how we just naturally take for granted the stuff we have until it's gone. I mean, in, in the worst case scenario in that is human beings we we you know our parents our kids our loved ones we they're they're always going to be there and no they're not but we don't think that way mm-hmm. right and this is just um i mean I, I i went through this with my dad we've all gone through something like this and it's it's a pretty harrowing issue i mean it's just it's horrific it's not horror per se but it's very horrific to think that you know this this man was impacted by this, um, he devastated by the loss of his wife to the point where he wants to make his experiences available for others. Right. To, and it's just, uh, it's not a flattering portrait of the author either. He's got long hair, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty much drowning his, his sorrows in beer and other things and, and, um, he just doesn't care. He's given up on everything. He sits outside in the in the in the fall. The leaves are coming down. He's on a lawn, you know, a, a chair, uh, drinking a whole case of beer with his dog. And he he doesn't. The only thing that snaps him back to the reality is the dog tapping on the door to get back in the house. He's like, "Dude, I'm cold." Hmm. You know, it's 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 not an easy read. It's not a feel good. It's, you're, you're not going to be optimistic about the world at all after reading this thing. Um, but it, it, it is subtitled, you know, book one. So maybe we'll be taken on a journey of, of, uh, uh, some kind of acceptance and, and, you know, by the author, but I don't know how, how the forecast for that's not looking too good too, because the, the very last panel, he has, you know, a bottle of, of alcohol in his hands. Again, and he's talking right to the to the reader, so we'll see. But this thing is just like I couldn't I couldn't forget it after I read it. That's awesome. It's it, yeah, it's awesome that somebody could be this talented in sequential art, where they can bring you into their you know not so pleasant circumstances. You actually you experience this with. Alan King and it, it was tough mm-hmm. to read but I and you know what maybe I'm a, um, a masochist but I read it again after I read it the first time and I was just like damn this is harrowing this is just not it's scary it is because it's going to happen to everybody right yeah and and uh, the art wow it's as soon as I say this, you're going to be like, oh, it's, you're going to, you're going to form a mental picture as soon as I say this. But there are traces of Pete Bag in here. Um, like when, when the, when the main character is, is drinking himself into a stupor, it's like the mouth is exaggerated, like he's pouring the beer down, but it's not, it's not Pete Bag. 
type exaggeration. Mm-hmm. It's only there's only spots of that. Um, I see a little bit of Skip Williamson in here, uh, a little bit of Hunt Emerson. Like it's definitely uh, of the the indie slash underground uh, ilk. Um, it's it's black and white. But on the back cover, it says the colored by J.T. Yost. So I'm guessing it's the covers that mm-hmm. were colored by. I thought it was really great. He um, there's one point where he's you know he's got a box of her belongings and he's going over them. He's just reliving the happy times and he's crying while he's doing it. Right. And as he's crying, his tears fall on the card and where she had signed her name, it smears it. And he just like he fucking hates himself oh. because because he ruined he ruined part of what he had he eliminated what little he had left of her in that one instance mm. because of this is a great great little book sounds it um yeah it's called again left empty by alan king and jay veda from birdcage bottom books it's it's um it's an experience and and you know if this is this is part of existence so and if you're if you're up for it you should you should experience this because it's something Yep. Hmm. Bring me up. Whew. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I know, man. You're going in deep there. Uh, I don't usually tackle stuff like this, but this one, this one hit me pretty hard. So uh, well, let's just I, let's jump back to the uh, battle world stuff then, Britt. And, and, uh, you. and so, um, speaking of New York Comic Con attendees, Mr. Russ Braun's going to be there. <laughs> and I mentioned to you guys that, uh, as it turns out, he is the the neighbor of one of my good buddies um, uh, up in Vermont. They both have summer vacation homes up there and they're next door neighbors. And uh, as it turns out, the small world, because my buddy's known these guys for years and, but but not being a comic fan, he had no idea that Russ Braun was an artist, much less one of some renown and, and finally put two and two together. And uh, so I've been chatting a bit with Russ and look forward to meeting him at the show. But Russ, of course, along with his, his frequent our uh, comics collaborator Garth Ennis have been um, have been uh, doing one of the more fun uh, and, and I think uh, salacious little parts of uh, of, of Battle World. Um, and I think that uh, we talked about the first two issues, if I'm not mistaken. Three. We talked about, we the, talk first... about the third. Did I we? think so. Yeah. You sure? I don't know if we yeah, talked about the, the third because I still have the third and fourth in my. Yeah, I think we just first about right. third too because I because I, the third and fourth were unread in my pile until this week. Right. So, I think you're wrong, Vince. I. Unless you're okay. doing it with another podcast, that's cool too. But no, yeah, because, I mean it wouldn't be the first time you cheated on us. So. No, because I distinctly remember you guys. We were talking about the Amazons and that the the well, um, they appeared at the end of the second issue. Yes, exactly. Oh. Because they're all over the. Well, dude, weren't we talking about the the sacrifice that was going to be made at the end of the third issue? You didn't see that? No. no. Okay. In any event, right. we're talking once again about where monsters dwell, the Phantom Eagle, yeah. and I just am adoring this book. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's great, and it's so naughty. It's so not what I expect from Marvel in 2015. It's it's legit naughty. I mean, it's it's everything I expect out of a Russ Braun Garth Ennis book. Yeah, but it's it's now look. This isn't X-rated like the boys was, right? I mean, there's there's not not you know balls and shaft and stuff, but 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 it is naughty. I mean, there there's there's overt 
lesbian innuendo and, 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 you know, this is like a, it's like an Amazon, it's, it's, it's like Frank Cho's, if Frank Cho could recreate the world in, in, in his own perfect image, this would be it, right? A bunch of yeah, Shannon the She-Devil blonde, blonde Amazonian hotties in, in, uh, in loinskins and, uh. It's Benny Hill level body. It is. It is exactly yeah. right. Um, but it's just fun because the Phantom Evil finds himself in a tough spot. And, uh, uh, his, his female compatriot is right at home because as it turns out, she's a lesbian. So getting, getting, find, stumbling their way into an, an Amazonian society is like literally heaven for her. So she fits right in and, and he only survives because they make, she convinces everyone, all the other women that, that, uh, that, that, uh, he is, uh, her slave. Um, and that works for a little while, but eventually he kind of says, screw that and, and bounces. Um, and he tries to get revenge, but, but, uh, well, it just doesn't go according to plan. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a funny book. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderfully rendered. It's like I said, it's naughty. It's silly. It's slight. I mean, there's nothing to this other than for what it is. And it's just a perfect palate cleanser. It's the perfect kind of book where you read it, you're smiling ear to ear. It's silly. And, uh, and, and it doesn't try to be more than it is, which is just a, a fun little romp. You know, a fun, yeah. a fun little romp and in, in, in something that doesn't take itself seriously at all. Um, I mean, there's and there's 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 no requirements placed on the reader other other than you've read exactly it. issue issue one. It's the least two. relevant yeah. of of all the battle world times that I'm I'm reading. At least it's the least it's the least tied in. I mean, I, I, there really is no almost no no reason to think this could just be a. This could just be Marvel putting out a, a story about these characters without any, yeah. you know. Um, it could actually be a Marvel match. Yeah. If it was, exactly. it was a little dirt, exactly. a little dirtier. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's, there, there are raptors attacking pygmies who are, he's then shooting with a Gatling gun, which is then, you know, there's, there's a, there's a giant, there's giant sharks. There's, it's, it's great. It's, it's just a blast. And, uh, Russ knows how to draw the female form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, Clean too. Yeah. So nice clean. So uh I you know, I've I've read the first four issues and um and I'm looking forward to uh to it concluding. To David's point, I I didn't I thought it was four issues, but clearly not because issue four is to be continued, so I'm I, but uh but just hella fun book, just 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 silly and escapist. And frankly, it not not one I would recommend if if any of our listeners are you know looking for ideas or, or also read books with their kids. This is not a book for, for anyone you know, if if your kid's old enough to watch R-rated movies, this is fine. But if they're still not allowed to ro- watch R-rated movies, then I would avoid this particular series. Yeah, and it's really good body humor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 this not cheesy like, for the for the no no no. no, no. It's, not, it's 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 and, it's over the top and can't be on purpose. But it's not. It, it right. does, not it's not Kevin Smith. That is true. Yeah, or at least what Kevin Smith is today. Mm. Right. Right. The. Uh, did we read Squadron Sinister number three? Yes. Mm. <laughs> what was that, Vince? So good. So, so good, dude. Sad, man. But dude, I mean No, is... it was expected. It was fitting. But I mean Hyperion hat oh the fact that I am the fourth issue is is just going to be I, I just in these three issues, I view Hyperion as as the leader, not because 
he is the smartest person or, or he's not, he's not Captain America. He's just, he's, he's the strongest. He's the bully. Therefore I'm in charge. That's, that's what I get from Hyperion. At no point do I ever think that, oh, he's somebody that, you know, is just, that's, that's the person they right. have his back. No, that at no point did I get that. And the fact that, that, uh, Nighthawk has been manipulating everybody so that he, what's going to happen can actually come to pass. It's I, whatever reasons Nighthawk has, I don't care. I just, I need to see this face off in the fourth issue. It it just, it, it looks fantastic. Um, I was going to say Frank Miller already wrote it. <laughs> no, but now they're going to do it better. Um, the, uh, Guggenheim, Pacheco, uh, Tabo and, Dude, this and is such good Pacheco. Oh, it, it's, it is. Yeah. It, it's not, um, you know, I think Pacheco shines when, um, when Marino's thinking him, but for whatever reason, um, Dave no slouch. It, it, this looks fantastic. It's, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, it's, no, there, there really aren't any, um, as far as like, you know, shortcuts, things like that. I mean, you have when, uh, when, Pace Pop Pete is, is being presented and he looks like crap. Sandman looks amazing on the first page. Just, I mean, the few yeah. panels we see yeah. of him, that looked great. Um, but you know, it's not like, and Nighthawk obviously has, there's, he has an end game. It's not like he's, he's, you know, listen, man, I'm, I'm going after Hyperion and I hope you could help me. He really has, I mean, cause what happens with the wizard? He really, you know, listen, I, this is what I'm doing and I hope you don't get in my way. We have no idea. We may have an idea, but we don't see what happens to, to, um, Dr. Spectrum. We just know that he's got the, uh, the stone and, um, you know, I'm not sure where, um, Projector or, or, I'm sorry, Warrior Well, I don't know where, uh, she's gonna end up when all this is done, but just to see how the strings were pulled and, and so we could get here is, uh, it's, it's been something. It, it's unlike any of the other tie-ins I've been reading to this. It, this didn't even have to be, uh, a Secret Wars tie-in. They, they could just do this. This could be, they could do a Squadron Sinister book and I'd, I'd, mm-hmm. I'm down. When was the last time you were happy to see Spitfire? <laughs> I, I don't even think in, in the original run. We uh, were I was happy to see, to see what happened to Spitfire. The, uh, yeah. it, it's, um, no, man, it, it's, and they just, they make like just short work of them. It's, it's, it's almost sad, but uh, the whole, and you got the, the chubby commissioner Gordon Starbrand all bottling away. Um, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a great book. It really, I, I don't, I haven't, I may have fallen behind on a few of my Secret Wars times just because there are plenty of them. Um, but unless you guys can jog my memory, I don't think I've read a bad one and, and they're pretty much unique. I mean, they, they may have with the exception of one or two. And they, they've kind of stopped hitting you over the head with, you know, Doom is your, your god and ruler and overseer of everything, but it's, mm-hmm. they've all just kind of been unique. And, and whether you 
if you've been reading these because you know you're hoping for Secret Wars tie-in and oh this this probably means something to the main story, you know that that's not it's not what's happening at all here. Um, but I've I've just when when you get to something like or Monsters Dwell or Weird World or Squadron Sinister, you're just that this is I I love it. I I honestly do. Yeah. I'm torn between Squadron uh, Sinister and Infinity Gauntlet as the best of the the uh, Secret Wars titans. I'm leaning towards Squadron. Not not I mean obviously the uh Infinity Gauntlet is is a gorgeous book and I I think it's mostly just the whole I I'm I'm familiar with these characters. I know the Squadron Supreme or the Squadron Sinister. I know the um the worlds I know the other characters that they're interacting with with Infinity Gauntlet it's like it's Nova or Nova Core, but it's a uh, it's very no it's not very it it just it, some of it reminds me of that whole Kyle Rayner aspect of it. It's like hey and you get a Nova Star and you get a Nova Star and it's like I just I there's nothing the Nova Core is keeping this family safe, but there's I, I don't have a connection to this family. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the thing that that's I love Thanos. I love the way Thanos looks. I I think the I, I the whole idea is with 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 the with the stones is is great, but when it comes to to the bank for my buck and and what I'm really getting out of it, uh, the nod goes to Squadron. Hmm. There is one that fell flat with me, Re- and it's going to be bow? no. Oh. No, I haven't read that yet, but what I've, I've read the first one, but what I've seen of that is, is okay. Um, and it's going to be sacrilege because it's contains, um, characters from our favorite book. I don't like Spider-Verse at all. Oh yeah, me neither. Yeah. There's, there's, I I can't find anything likable about it. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta disagree with my boy, with my boo about the idea that there hasn't been a bad one. I, I, I've been about 50, 50 in, in terms of ones that I think are great and ones that I like, I'm just looking at my pile here. Like I think age of apocalypse. Is I was bad. waiting for you to say that. Uh, I know. Or actually, you were um, terrible. What was the one you weren't gigging on? The, um, digging on, um, uh, I, I haven't enjoyed age of Ultra Inferno zombies, but I know you guys like that one. You didn't like Inferno. Didn't like Inferno at all. That I felt the art was really bad on that one. The, um, uh, yeah, as I'm as I'm going through the whole, I mean, Modok's been great. Guardians of Nowhere, I think we, you, you and I, boo, were kind of like not really feeling it. Like yeah, this. not a huge fan of uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Core. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there. Um, really disliked. I know you guys liked it a lot, but I really disliked Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. That one, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't uh, like that at all. Civil War, I'm, I'm not in a rush to get back to. Uh, little, little AVX. Was um, uh, I, I am I am enjoying House of M. Yes. Uh, yeah. Inferno was disastrous. Uh, I do. I am enjoying Infinity Gauntlet. Hey, I am I enjoying it. Inhumans: Adeline Rising. Um. Uh, I'm enjoying Corbex Saga. Yeah. Um. The Marvel Zombies itself is good. The Marvel Zombies itself is good with uh, my boy also my 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 boy my girl also Bloodstone. That's fun. Yes, oh. it is, and it looks fantastic. The the uh, Secret Wars twenty ninety nine was probably my first miss. I, I, I agreed. The first issue. Oh, uh, Old Man Logan is awesome. I can't forget <laughs> yeah. that. There was um, there was another one that I Planet Hulk's excellent. Our boy Mark, yeah, doing a killer job it, on that. Yes, uh, 
uh, Years of the Future Past is fantastic. Yeah, with our boy Norton. Yeah. Um, not really feeling Secret Wars Journal. Um, not That's... really feeling Secret Wars Battle World. So those two seem more like filler to me. Thor's. I'm not so hot on the Runaways. Love the Runaways. It's by our boy Sanford Green's I need art. to get back. No, I don't mind the art. It's just, I don't. I like that. I like that one actually. So we disagree there. Um, loving the see, speak about art. Uh, uh, yes. Andrade's art in that is cray. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And then there's like little spot illustrations by other guys like Stoko and stuff, which are awesome yep. too. So I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I'm a very big fan. Um, and that's probably one of the more continuity driven ones. Like I, I would argue that, that there's actual stuff happening in that book that's important to the overall story. Um, but, uh, and Jeff Dar- Darrell in Siege. Good yeah, it seems to be like like the Siege, like um, uh, uh, A Force, the ones that actually take oh, place around the wall or have yeah. to deal with that. That's those are the ones that kind of really have the the Secret yeah. Wars connection. Loved A Force, love Weird World, love Where Monsters Dwell. Um, another one I'm I'm frankly not enjoying at all. Uh, Extinction Agenda. Just, yeah. just don't. I, I know you weren't. I said Darrell. It's it's Rip. Who's that? It's it's oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like fifty fifty for me, but I will say though to your point that I think the ones that are I am digging are like very very good. Yeah, I guess I just kind of blank out the ones that I because I, I'm not I'm I, I read an issue and then I'm like all right I, I can get back to that or I'll wait on it or I'll hear what you guys have to say about it. But yeah, I mean there I I definitely. Um, I'll stay corrected. I have no problem. It's yeah, because there are some as we were going through the list, and I'm looking at what's in the library. There, there are obviously ones that I've read the first issue of, I haven't gone back to, or I haven't even started. So I, um, the ones that I have read, yeah, as as soon as you mentioned Spider Verse, Vince, it all kind of started to to trickle down the things. That now, I've... Vince, I dare I, I mean this is might be a touchy subject because I know it's a character that you theoretically love, and it's by. But what did you think of Howard the Human? I won't read it just because you're too, it's too close. Yeah, I won't. There's no reason for me to read it. Okay. Um, Scotty had something to do with that, right? It didn't Scotty write yes. it and Mafud drew it. I took a look at it. It looks okay, but th- this whole incarnation of Howard, I'm just passing. I don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with it. Okay. And it's not because of any kind of creative team. It's just that why bother if if it's you know there are we have these characters that are associated with. They're authors, they're creators. Mm-hmm. You take the Gerber out of Howard, you don't have Howard anymore. Right. It's just how it is. Sorry. Right. It's fair. I like that, that And that young kid's okay. But, mm-hmm. nah, I just passed on it. That's why I said I figured it might be a touchy subject. but It is. It's, it's a silly um, thing to do, but it's, it's, the original is one of my, all-time favorite comics. I'm, right. You're not going to compete with that. No way. Speaking of all-time favorite comics, we all were collectively giddy on the forums and the Facebooks this week at the news that Master of Kung Fu is going to be collected <sighs> in omnibus form. It's, it's like a crazy dream. Yeah. And there's going to be four omnibus. Four. Mm. Oh, it's awesome. Just get... Oh, I, I want them all now, which is silly. But... Um, I never ever thought because the stupid rights with Fu Manchu and stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm interested to see how they're maybe they're going to pay up or I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't think I'd be upset if they change his name in some way. I'm assuming that's what they're going to do, but I haven't that's read fine. any confirmation of that. You, you, there's not going to be a person alive that has read the originals that's not going right. to call him Fu Manchu, despite they right, can call right. him like ob- obnoxio. It's Fu Manchu. <laughs> so, but I'm with you. Yeah, yeah it's super I, can't, cool. I can't wait. Now, if we can only get a Romnibus, yes, and a Micronauts Omnibus, too. Yes. Agreed. Because I'm tired of pulling out my original. And I don't, I don't have the whole uh, Master of Kung Fu run anyway. Mm-hmm. I got huge holes in there. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be something. Yeah, you're. They they've teased us so long about yeah, Ron. Sure. Just do it. How much can the rights be to Rom? <laughs> 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 you know, it's not like we're talking. Mickey Mouse. Maybe it's not wow. like how much, but maybe because it is like a dead property and the company that owned it is defunct, maybe like just who even has the rights to negotiate is, is the issue, maybe? You know? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. And, and really, there'd be a, um, I, by comic book fan standards, there'd be a significant amount of people that would like to see it. But in any other kind of media, it's like probably a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. What would what would they be guaranteed selling? Maybe ten thousand of them, if that. Of of an omnibus, I mean, because those things are pricey. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know how much a typical omnibus sells. To be, I, I really don't. But but I yeah, I think that's it's, it's probably not even. No, I, yeah, it would be ten thousand would be huge. I, I doubt that's that many. I I don't. I would imagine they don't sell more than a thousand or two at tops. But I want one, so they should make it. For yes, those. sir. <laughs> Looking at the clock on the wall, we should wrap this Dude, puppy up. Dude, you're just up. all about wrapping shit up. No, we can, we're going to go long once. Man. Well, yeah, it is. It's 11. This is 11 o'clock comics. <laughs> and if you would like to get your comics cheaply, you know, you can stretch your monthly budget to Mr. Fantastic Proportions at Discount this Comic Books. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They have everything you want. If it's in the previews, you can get it from Discount Comic Book Service at a discount. It's amazing. Don't mind late orders. Don't mind order editions. And you get your books all pristine, shipped right to your door. You don't have to do anything except tap your finger on the keyboard. How easy is that? Mm-hmm. Like David. You bang it if you're David. Mm-hmm. Finger bang. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even finger cuffs. Oh, no, in, you didn't. In, in your travels. Travels? <laughs> I'm going back to the well because these books are worth um, pushing. It's another volume in the chilling archives of the horror comics by Craig Yo and IDW. Yo. This one I think is the best to date, um, but unlike its companion volumes, it is not a Golden Age reprint volume. It is a Bronze Age volume. It's called... Tom Sutton's creepy things. And if you're paying attention, you know that Tom Sutton is one of my all-time favorite comic book artists. Um, for horror and I would say war, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to beat Tom, Tom Sutton. Uh, he has, uh, elements of Alex Toth in his work. Mm-hmm. Of, um, there's a teeny bit of Jack Davis in there, but, there's a huge Tom Sutton quotient. Mm-hmm. And when if you've never seen his art, once you see a Tom Sutton story, the man's style kind of sticks with you. 
uh, facial features tend to be elongated, but um, and uh, he he takes liberties with human anatomy, which is cool. But he is a master of shadows and icky things like uh, the um, wooded areas and demons and monsters. Uh, it was, Sutton is like I said, he's he's hard to beat. Uh, there's a, a huge Lovecraft element to these works too. Uh, Tom didn't write them all. Uh, Nick uh, Nicola Cudi wrote a bunch of them, and I think George Wildman wrote some of them too. But uh, and there are stories in here written by Tom Sutton. It's just amazing stuff, and it's almost like it's a reprint volume slash artist edition because there are some pages in here that have been shot from the original art. Mm. So so you get a story that's mostly in color but you'll have maybe two pages in the original black and white from the line art oh my god <laughs> you could you could see the browning of the pasted up you know text you can see uh acid marks from from maybe scotch tape here and there oh, on nice. the sides of the yeah writing in the margins it's really great stuff um and there are, uh tom's cover art uh, is reproduced in here too see th- this is all the charlton stuff that tom did and uh, back in the day, Charlton was known for being very miserly. They didn't pay a whole lot for their for their uh, artists and writers because uh, it was all about getting stuff out at, at Charlton. They printed on the worst possible paper, even by comic book standards, it was bad paper. Um, but ironically, the fact that there wasn't tight editorial control over the art and the writing meant that the creative teams could basically do what they wanted. There, there, you know, very, very little got kicked back for, for revisions because they didn't have the money and they didn't want to spend money on it. So, so basically these artists and writers went crazy. And when you have someone like Tom Sutton going crazy, it's really an amazing thing to witness. Um, great stuff. You have Lovecraftian horrors from the deep. Uh, there's vampires and werewolves in here. There's um, the occasional alien. The best story is the last one. And it's called Curiosity Shop. This elderly um, man has been living his entire life in search of something called uh, the Lens of Nemesis. And Lens, L-E-N-S-E. Uh, it's a lens, and he sticks it in a in a in a um, telescope Mm -hmm. and what he sees is a totally different universe and he's wondering well is the universe out there or is it in the lens and it turns out that it's in the lens but what happens next it's insane uh there's zipatone on here dot patterns and tom playing around with different textures and the artwork it's all black and white amazing i don't know if it's craft tint paper because i don't know if that was a thing in 75 i think it was Mm -hmm. so it may be craft tint paper too but it it, it's it's fantastic when you see this creature that he peers through the lens and you see this creature out in this other universe it's oh my god gigantic hand squashing planets (laughs) get this volume it's only 24.99 it's a hardcover spot varnish not only on the cover but on the end papers too. Oh, snap. Seriously, if you're gonna do spot varnish number one, you gotta do another plate. But if you're printing spot varnish on your end papers, that is a you serious. Good. 
It's a serious commitment to the to the material. Serious business. Get it. Tom Sutton, creepy things. Word. Uh, IDW and Craig Yo. Tom Sutton's another uh, pretty good Star Trek artist too. Yeah, you keep saying that. I have none of that I, because I didn't even know he was on. Mm-hmm. The, I gotta uh, get some. The 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 pre next generation. This was following like. Um, the uh search for Spock and around the voyage home, so it's oh the Marvel run. No, 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 no. It's it's definitely the eighties run because it's the George Perez first issue cover, and then the uh, but it's it's Sutton and Villagran, and it's um, uh, nope. I believe it's Mike W. Barr writing it, but it was um, yeah, but that was Marvel had like a t- yeah, but that was but right not before. no, but that that was that was still the original series version. Did this one. Oh no no it was it was the it was the pajamas from Star Trek the motion picture, but the um the the DC stuff was with the um the the red overcoats with the and and it was the um they had this run it was it was a standard sixty seventy five cent paper issue and then the next volume was the. Uh, the, the the Mando Baxter run where you had um, Peter David writing uh, you had Star Trek and then you had Star Trek The Next Generation being published um, concurrently so this was the earlier standard news newsprint issues but yeah you know it almost by the way you talk it almost makes me think you have some kind of affinity with Star Trek <laughs> nah nah son nice. uh, well in your travels, I have the um, I have my the thing that I really want you to read because I need to get back to reading it. I, I, I've fallen behind, but first, I, I was telling this to Vince before we started recording tonight, and uh, I read Grayson number twelve, and it is probably uh, I think it's close to the best issue so far of the run. Sweet, it's it. it it's the uh it's it's your creative team. It's um it's 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 the same guys that uh, that that you're seeing. It's it's Seely and and King and uh Mikhail Janine and it it you know Dick Grayson is back home in Gotham, but he's here for a reason and it is a very quick paced uh issue. It it doesn't it's not quick to read because whenever um Dick is face to face with someone from his past, whether it's Bruce Wayne, who apparently has no memory of being Batman and, um, does not, uh, does not know, uh, too many people from his past. And Alfred puts Dick in disguise to, uh, so they could have a face to face meeting. But whenever Dick sees somebody, uh, you get, um, it's pretty much a, a very dark, grayish black background it's it's the figure with a bunch of word balloons surrounding the character and uh and it's basically just excerpts from conversations that dick has had with this person uh, so you can kind of piece things together as whether or not you know whether it's, it's new 52 or even older than that or, or where who we might have said it or, or what else was going on I, I love that part about it just just the whole puzzle aspect of it but apparently there's a uh there was a whole mystery going on in this issue as well. 
because after um after he met with Bruce, he meets with Jason Todd and Tim Drake. Uh and the Jason hauls off and decks him and, and is not happy. They, they and you know, rightfully so. They're they're kind of butthurt their their brother um lied. They they thought he was dead and, and they had moved on. But psych, so they're dealing with that and then he goes and meets Barbara and then he uh he finally meets he goes to see Damien and, and that was probably the most surprising and I think refreshing um encounter in, in the whole issue and actually made me like Damien for a couple of pages. And then you have, um, it's tough. It is. It's, it's extremely tough, but, uh, there's, there is an awesome, the re, there was a reason why he had to meet with these, with, with, with his, his family members. And, uh, it, it's just, it's extremely well done, and and I don't know if 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 Tom or Tim is is to thank for the uh, for the puzzly aspect of it, but it it's a phenomenal read, and and I thought it was it was great, and it's um, the title of the issue is is a fine performance, and it it really was it it's I am stoked to see where it's going from here, but this issue. Was, was an absolute blast. But in your travels, I, I want you to read because like I said, I am, um, I'm a couple issues behind and I, I hate the fact that I am. Um, I, I want you to get back into reading Rumble by, uh, mm, yes, Arcudi and, um, and Aaron. And it is, uh, it's something that I will probably be getting back to it if, if we don't get to talk about it next week pre-con i'll um i'll try to have it read for um well we'll have our recap I'll, I'll be reading it and then we can all talk about it but i'll um i'll catch up on it because I, i've been meaning to so that's what i got for you this week nice um before i get my inner travels dap i did want to mention i did read uh they're not like us number seven and uh yeah, it was weird. I thought that it, it, like, not a lot happens in the issue, right? They're just kind of like put back together, and now they're using the real names. And I thought it was kind of ballsy to like start a new arc that way, like without giving us much. So uh, they're gonna have to pick up the pace quickly with the quickness in issue eight. Um, <laughs> they're gonna have to own it. Yeah, they have to do that. But in your travels, I want you to give a boom book a try. Oh, Ooh. Uh, broken world. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so uh written by the aforementioned Frank Barbieri, fellow Jersey boy. Um this time instead of with instead of pairing up with Mr. Mooneyham, he's partnering up with uh, Christopher Peterson uh with colors by Marissa Louise. And I had pre-ordered this book but uh, probably on the solicit the strength of the solicit but had been in my regime pile so long that I had no recollection of the book. Didn't even remember ordering it, so Thought, let me give this one a whirl. And, um, it's, it's a science fiction book. It's, it's not an unfamiliar premise to those well versed in science fiction tropes. The world's ending and humanity has built a mechanism to evacuate the earth and colonize somewhere else via a bunch of big spaceships. But there's not enough room for everybody. So in essence, it's a science, science fiction version of the rapture. Um, we are two days away from the earth ending at this point and uh, we are introduced to the protagonist who is a, a woman, a mar- married woman with kids, 
and she is trying desperately to arrange for a fake ID to get onto the, the, the plane because they've already determined that anyone with any kind of criminal background or anyone that, that for other reasons is deemed unnecessary isn't going to get a chance to be saved before the, a giant comet hits the Earth and destroys it. Um, and clearly whatever is going on with her past is something that her husband and kids have no uh, idea about. So they think everything's all set to go and that she's made them believe that they're all set. Um, and all of this happens in the first issue to the point where they're, they get on the, they get on the, uh, sky elevator up to the, to the, to the final ship or do they? And, uh, much like the rapture, um, I think the majority of the book after the first issue gets out of the way is going to be what happens after the comet was supposed to hit the earth and all the people that are left over. So, uh, it's pretty groovy. Um, it's definitely my wheelhouse. You guys know I love post-apocalyptic stories and that kind of thing. Um, I had trouble not comparing it to Strange Girl, which is really unfair because Strange Girl is a totally different book with a totally different bent and, and, and obviously is far more steeped in, in, in magic and, 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 uh, and that kind of thing. So it's not fair to compare it to that, but I did find myself comparing it to it. Um, Peterson's art is, is, uh, it's, it's not dissimilar to, um, to like Jeff Stokely's art, you know, mm. um, little wispy, little delicate, like the humans are look a little delicate, but, uh, but, but, but definitely, um, like the, uh, the, the total composition of the page is powerful. Um, so I dug it, man. I mean, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a sucker for this kind of story. So, uh, so whether or not it veers off into new directions is to be, to be determined because this was largely a setup issue to introduce us to the key characters and, and, and the, the status quo is given to us in the final page of the book. But, uh, but, but I'm, I'm glad I pre-ordered this for whatever reason I did because <laughs> I don't hear many people talking about it and I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I didn't pre-order the second or third issues, so, um, I'm gonna have to reach out to the Merklers and see if, uh, they can hook a brother up. If not, I guess I can try and track the issues down at New York Comic Con, but, uh, but yeah, so, A Broken World, issue one, by Boom. Once again, Barbieri, Peterson, and Louise doing the deed. Nice. Yeah. I wanna talk more about Tom Sutton. Yeah? Yeah, I love Tom Sutton. You do. And it was because I reread the Creepy Things book, which made me remember my favorite Tom Sutton story, which is only two pages long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, see, the thing is, it was back when Marvel was reprint crazy, and they were doing all those those horror reprint books right, where they would just right, take yeah. take all the shit and just get it out there. Yeah. Some of them had original art, original stories in them. One of them was Tower of Shadows, mm-hmm. and this this story originally appeared in Tower of Shadows, but it was in color. It's called right. Contact, right? It's a it's it's a standard you know O Henry ending where this this guy invents a, a device to talk to aliens, and he's not altruistic he's doing it so he can lord over his fellow humans mm-hmm. um so he's talking to the aliens and the aliens have like ec names like Valton. you know so he's talking to them he's like come come to the planet I'm, I'm waiting for you and the aliens get closer and closer and the thing is when they come they're gigantic and they crush his house and step on him and, you know, the, the one alien says the other one, wipe your feet before you get mm-hmm. back in the spaceship because he's got, like, pieces of this this Howard character hanging off his feet. But anyway, I love the story, and Marvel reprinted it in black and white 
in Monsters Unleashed, I think it was like issue three. And I swear to God that this, the black and white version is different mm-hmm. from the color version, which, I mean, if you're going to reprint a story that was originally published in black and white in color, you would have to do a little bit of tweak into it. But I may, I think it may even have been redrawn for the magazine. But what I'm going to do, this is like homework for me. I'm going to put the two issues side by side and see if the art was significantly changed from the black and white because I don't remember. I mean, I found the the color one. I don't remember. I remember the art differently. It was much more, much raw, rawer right. in the black and white. So that's my it's my assignment for myself. Not that anyone cares, but that's what I just I adore I adore Tom Sutton. He was a troubled man too. If you ever read that uh, interview with him in the Comics Journal, right? Yeah, from 2011. Actually, it was well, it was it was a little earlier. No, than it, that, was, it, was it was originally published in 01. Right. I mean, he troubled dude. They used to call him the Bear at, at Charlton because he was such a a large her suit man mm-hmm. they call it tom was the bear but his art is friggin' phenomenal yes. I, w- I would rank him with the best of the best easily the um i'm gonna look for that star trek run at the con me too but, but if i get there before you we're gonna have to fight because uh, if they're like 50 well if they're I, 50, i've read it 50 cents? and i would much rather have you have them because this way you get to read them and, and enjoy you'll get to see them with fresh eyes um i've seen it i i'd rather give it to someone new I'm I'm very curious about that because it's Sutton. There's a creepy component to everything he draws. Like, did it translate into Star Trek? Was it a little creepy looking? Not entirely. No, no. Because I mean, and he didn't really get to mess around with the the um, too many aliens or anything like that. It it's just um, a lot of red because again because of because of the tunics. But um, and I mean, it's not it. It's not like. Um, Purcell's version or uh or Hughes from that that Ivana storyline. It there's it's not a um you you could tell who the characters are because mm-hmm. it's their it he really didn't try to pretty them up. You know, it's not like he made uh William Shatner all, all svelte or buff. You know, he's he, he's he's kind of filling out. That, right. uh, that uniform. Uh, same thing with Scotty and, um, Sulu is, it, it, it's, it's not on the verge of, of being campy or a spoof, but it, it's not what, um, it, it's just not as clean as some other licensed works, but uh, you can obviously tell who everybody's supposed to be. Isn't that a little bit mind boggling that Star Trek has never enjoyed the kind of sales, well, now that Marvel has Star Wars, the sales are probably really good. But um, even even at its at the peak of the Dark Horse stuff, I bet you that the Star Trek numbers didn't even come close to Star Wars. Oh, no mm-hmm. doubt. The, and that just boggles my mind. Because there have been more Star Trek books. I would, no, maybe not. Maybe not now that I think about it, but even the gold key books weren't selling gangbusters back no, in the day. Right? But I mean, but but maybe it's just something that you have with Star Wars fans. They they we we had the three movies and Ravenous. We wanted more. We 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 love this universe, so we'll consume anything. With with Star Trek, you've had 
You have hours and hours of movies. You've got hundreds of hours of TV shows. You there there is a huge uh, even without the novels, there's a lot to consume in Star Trek that that you can just sit back and take in without having to. Um, and there have been so many reboots. There have been so many, like you just said, Gold Key. There was, there was a Marvel. There, there was, there was the Malibu stuff with Deep Space Nine. There have been so many different volumes. And it's not, it's Star Trek. It's not like, oh, I, I'm lost now. I'm going to pick up issue 80. I don't know where the hell I'm going. It, it's, you can pick up any issue with Star Trek, but it's, it, there's just other avenues to get it. So I, I, yeah. Plus I don't think it's as visually diverse as Star Wars. Especially no, the original, and, the original series. And it, with, with Star Wars, it, they're on an adventure. With, with Star Trek, they're just exploring. It, it, it's like a cruise ship in space. They're just, they're, they're not, you know, the, the, if they ended up somewhere where there was, um, hostility, they would, they would have to deal with it. But it's not like, you know, there were no bounty hunters. Nobody's, you know, trying to get away from, from, Space gangsters. It, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. we're just floating through space and make sure everything's on the up and up and we're peaceful and we're on missions. It, that's, that's not Try as not exciting as, right. Yeah. We can't, you know, yeah. it's, whereas Star Wars, it's all about interference. Yeah. Fuck like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. No, nope, no, nope, you know, so it's all. I'm going to shoot first. That's oh, always, <laughs> oh. always. He did. He I did shoot absolutely first. Absolutely did. He said as much on the set. That's right. As bullshit. That's, that's... See, we should have known then <laughs> yeah. that something was up. Eh. Dude, I almost forgot. We got to give a shout out, another shout out to one of our, our good peoples. Uh, Who did? Mr. Bill Zanowitz. Yes. Yes. I love him. Um, because of the timing and because of New York Comic Con coming up, I, I don't think we're going to have the logistics to have Bill and his partner, Mark Perman, on the show. But we definitely want to show some love this week and next week to uh, Bill is doing a Kickstarter for a first issue of he, a new creator owned book that he is pursuing, which I love. I love when our friends pursue their interests. Yes. Um, for those that don't know, I mean, we've mentioned Bill before. Aside from being our buddy and a, a, a member of the EOC community, he is well, a concept. Pod- exactly. He, well, he's a, he's a podcaster in his own right. Um, yeah. Comic book bears and the Thundercast, and he. Uh, as you noted, David, he, he's, he's done some writing in a number of anthologies, including, um, the, the, uh, the low concept and anthology projects from Kingbone, which, which I think it's fair to say are, well, in low concept for sure. And then, but, but they exist, you know, in no small part because of our community. They were created as in, uh, low concept was created as an homage and celebration of our community. And then anthology was created, um, for other purposes, but from the same crew. Um, so this is them pursuing this a little further, and um, it is uh, there's a currently the project is currently live, and it's called um, the Crime Fighter Inquiry Number One. Uh, and again, it's by Bill Zanowitz and Mark Parman. So if you go to Kickstarter and look at comics, you'll find it the Crime Fighter Inquiry, uh, and you can also go to Crime Fighter Inquiry all one word dot com. But the the gist of the book, as I understand it, um, is that uh, it's it's about a guy named Lou Giannetti, and uh, he's a middle-aged dude, midlife crisis, relatively mundane existence, um, but his grandfather dies, and it uh, kind of sets about a domino effect of crazy circumstances, and uh, and ultimately he finds out that, that there used to be masked crime fighters uh, back in the day, and uh, I'm guessing from the from the sounds of things, although I don't 
Bill didn't spoil this, but but I, he's alluding to it. It sounds like this guy's grandfather was one of them, and maybe he takes back on the mantle. So, um, you know, very interesting. I know Bill is a big fan of, like, noir stories and, and crime stories. He's a, 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 he's a lawyer by trade, right, David? Yes. Yeah. So he knows this stuff, knows the legal wranglings in and out. So um, it's going to be... The, my, my understanding is it's going to be a six issue, uh, limited series, black and white, uh, interiors with color covers. And, uh, yeah, so, so go ahead and give it a, a whirl. I'm a backer. And, uh, they, I think, um, I don't know if it, if it launched, I think it launched either two days ago or seven days ago. I don't know. There's 38 days to go. So I don't know if it was 40 or 45 days. I think it was with. right before Baltimore. Okay. So the good news is with 38 days ago, they are already 75% of the way to their goal. And, uh, if any of our listeners, uh, uh feel like it's, uh, time to, uh, to have time to support a well-loved creator, then, uh, give this a whirl. Do it. Yeah, do, do it. it up. Oh, damn. And, and we also, I, I did not, I forgot to call all the names to do the drawing for the $50 Amazon card for pre-ordering. Omega Men, but I do have all the list in three different spots, and I will pull them together. And you guys remind me next week. We'll open the show, and I'll do the drawing then. Cool. All right. Cool. The law is a ass. Yeah. Right, David. Yes. Bob Ingersoll. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us. We had a lot of fun. We hope you did too. And if you did, come back next week because yeah. we'll all be here waiting for you. That's right. All of us. And It'll uh, be our if you show. Right. If you'd be so kind, McFarland's going to be in New York too. Uh, if, if you'd be so kind, leave That's us an iTunes review. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had a dream of asking him for an I- intro and he wouldn't do it. Cause he didn't know what it was. Lying himself. <laughs> he didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> leave us an iTunes review. Be back here. David misses you. We all will. And as usual, good night, David. Good night, David. Mm, On the money. Oh, and wait a sec, sorry. No, huge congratulations to our great friend Chris Campbell. Oh, yes. Laura, as of their daughter. Yes, yes. Uh, Sorry, I meant to do that at the beginning, but uh, much love to you both. Everyone's doing great, and it's awesome stuff. Another geek, welcome to the world. Who's going to be spoiled? Hello? Oh my goodness, a little tiny princess right there. A little bit. Uh, so nice. Nice to see you. So yeah, come back next week. We're out of here. The original art community took a hit this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, bye. bye.
Amor